0: Jersey, man. We're a different breed. Place. Who doesn't want to win in Jersey? What's
1: up, everybody? John Forzer here. Breakdown right from the barn. We're on episode 37. We got some uh, big news coming in today. Uh, with me, as always. Uh, greatest mind in wrestling. Eric, we're, not, we're happy to be back with you guys. Uh, a lot of stuff happening after the season, a lot of stuff happening for the summer. We're going to talk about it. What's up, Eric? How you making it? What's out? going
0: on, John? Yeah, and a lot. I mean, the last time we did a show, we obviously got the opportunity to talk to uh, Mr. Nate Jackson, Um, and we're going to get into some of the um sort of the senior level wrestling in a little bit, what's going on with Final X. But yeah, lot's happened. It's a different world now, John, where you think of college wrestling when the NCAA championships would come to an end. it be kind of a quiet period you talk about obviously recruiting and so on and so forth um and how teams are rebuilding and what to expect kind of going to the freestyle season but now um we're gonna talk about i think we're gonna get to shane here the concept of nal has completely changed all aspects of of just collegiate sports in general but for wrestling you know for good or bad it's getting us a lot to talk about in the off season a lot more than we used to
1: yeah it definitely does i think um yeah we'll get into the same griffith um uh, thing right now but it is if anything it makes it exciting because there is a lot that happened in the last month a lot of a lot of moving parts a lot of things to follow um you know obviously Rutgers was really having their fingers crossed that Shane Griffin would do a Sebastian Rivera and come home for his last year um that didn't happen he went to Michigan good luck to him uh wh- what are your thoughts there uh Winok with uh the Shane Griffith decision down to three schools Michigan right. Iowa, Rutgers, Shane chooses Michigan. What What are your thoughts about that specific uh, situation? And then we'll talk about NIL in general after that.
0: Well, it's funny you talk about Iowa because we'll get into a second. We at least made a little bit of a splash of the heavyweight um, slot, but we'll get into that in a second because I know we're going to talk about Shane right now. But it's funny you mentioned Iowa as one of the uh, potential outcomes because – they really struggled this year with trying to bring wrestlers in. Obviously they lost a couple of guys to Penn state and there's a number of guys who were, um, had them in their list. So it's, it's some, some of the haves have also had some trouble through this whole transition period. But when you talk about Sugar Shane, obviously a national champion Jersey roots um, I think he's a guy who legitimately had a strong interest in coming home. It didn't work out for Rutgers. So we can get into that a little bit more, but really there is a couple of things. One is Shane is a person. This is a guy I mean, you talk about someone who's winning. Um, he's got a degree from Stanford, okay? I think he was working on his master's over there, okay? He's going to immediately, the second he walks off a of wrestling mat and puts the shoes up, and I don't know if he's going to want to continue after the season or not, but either way, he's going to have a brilliant career. He's probably going to make a good lot amount of money, be a successful person, great person. But landing in Michigan, that just – For him, it's continued to winning because he's walking in a room where, A, he's got a mean, he's got a lot of solid guys for him to work out with. He's got a coaching staff that is one of the best in the country, all Americans up and down the line. He's got a university, and this is somebody who actually really does care about his post-grad opportunities. And he's going to get his master's over at Michigan and and someone who's going to be in finance. So I mean, there's so many things outside, and I know we're going to trend into the NIL in a second, but even taking that away, John – it's really hard to fault this young man for making the decision he did because there's just for what he wants to do and where he's going in life, his trajectory, I hate to say it, it kind of aligns. I don't know your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I agree. As much as I would have loved for him to come back to Rutgers, you know, we would have uh, gave him the hero's welcome coming back. I think um, uh, with all you just said, you know, making the uh, the move over there. And um, yeah, Michigan has a lot going for him. I mean, they're, Uh, With the moves that they made, they're contending to be a national championship team. He went to Stanford. Stanford, you know, a little set, you know, don't want to say second team. They're a good program, but they're not a program that would ever be um, a big time uh, program up there, even compared to Rutgers, right? Um, Good academic, great academically, good program, but not, you know, he's immediately jumping into a team that's going to contend for a national title. Last year, I think, uh, you know, Michigan had a, heck of a month right i mean they went yeah, um, i mean this was penn state's uh championship to, they're 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 in the discussion right now we'll get into that so i think shane griffith good luck to you shane um you know best of luck winning at life uh already a national champ three-time all-american i think getting into that room Um, and, uh, with the workout partners that he's going to have and, uh, being on a national championship caliber team, that's just going to help him, uh, get to that next level and win a national
0: uh, title, which I know that's his goal. Yeah. And then you talk about what's Michigan's goal out of this, because, um, you know, not that I want to, you know, we're talking about Shane right now, but obviously, you know, bringing Chris Cannon, bringing the wrestler from Minnesota. Okay. They brought in three solid names. Um, Mm -hmm. So they're obviously obviously coming off last year where they picked up Nick Soriano, but Michigan's really making a push. And and we joke around, they're really making the push. And we talk about going for a national title. They're not going to win a national title. Okay. I I think we could just say that right here, right now. I don't care how much they pursue wrestlers, Penn state, that's, that's theirs to lose, um, which is not going to happen. Um, There's very few things I'm that confident about in life, but I'm pretty confident about that. But I'll tell you what, if I'm Iowa, and if I'm the Brands brothers, I'm thinking to myself, okay, we're always trying to compete with Penn State, but now we've got, you know, we've talked about Oklahoma State in the past, but I think they've fallen back. Um, You know, Arizona is from t- State from time to time has thrown together a program. Ohio State, we know, and they continue to recruit well. All the top teams in the, in the Big Ten, but what Michigan is doing right now and they are really breathing down Iowa's neck. And Iowa, like I said, they they went after a number of these wrestlers um, in the portal. And I hate to say it, they struck out on a good, good amount. So from my standpoint, John, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I think this is Michigan probably looking to basically overtake Iowa and move into that second position.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Michigan. They got four kind of hammers in there, all all Americans. They got D'Augustino. They got Chris little Cannon Western, down yeah. below. Um, then they got uh, the big name that, that I think is flying under the radar a little bit with Michigan is Lucas Davidson. Because Lucas Davidson was always that guy that – you know, wasn't talked about when you said what wrestlers are in the hunt for a national title, but he's pretty damn close to the Cassiope's um, um, and everybody, you know, that top tier heavyweight. He was pretty damn close. And now he's going to go to Michigan where he's going to be working out with Mason Paris and that coach and staff. So I definitely think um, he was kind of right on the bubble to be that national uh, contender, and now he's going into probably the perfect situation with for him, where he has the best guy in the world to work out with, you know, other than Gable Stevenson. But you know, he has Mason Paris is going to be his workout partner every day, and um, definitely somebody that could make that jump to the to to be a national champ. But I I do agree. I think um, Iowa. Um, you know, if I'm Iowa, I'm not very happy right now. They definitely. Um, you know, struck out on a lot of these big names, and uh, yeah, Michigan kind of overtook them. I agree with you. I think I, I wouldn't bet any money to say, hey, um, this isn't uh, this is Penn State's national championship to lose. But they did at least put themselves as something that we would talk about on the show right i mean i yep. think that's what they that's hey, what they did they put themselves happen. as a conversation piece They're, they they got cammamine in there they got a bunch of other guys that could contend for national titles and they put their name as at least a discussion point for the national championship next year
0: yeah, and I think for a future show we'll probably have to break down the lines because there's a few things got to got to oh. change. You talk about mean; he's obviously going to most likely either him or Griffith's going to bump up. Um, but that's going to happen. They're those two guys. I think are somebody's going to move up. They're, that's obviously been discussed. Um, if we do match up to match up, I would be curious because I don't think I've actually taken the time to sit down and say how we're going to match up now, um, pound for pound. So a dual meet might be a little bit more enticing than the actual national championship it, itself. Yeah. So that's definitely something to talk about. And you talk about Lucas Davidson and the fact that he knocked off, you know, um, Schultz last year from Arizona State. I mean, this guy's got some big wins. So you're absolutely right. And you talk about the rich getting richer. Um, Michigan brought in three loaded transfers, their lineup has significantly improved from last year. Well, I shouldn't say that because obviously you've got a one for one with the heavyweight Mason Paris. Obviously, it's it's almost like a trade-off. So, from that Mm -hmm. respect, did they really get better as much as reload? Um, but yeah, listen, Michigan won this offseason. That's that's the best way I can put it. Um, I think Penn State pulled in a good solid wrestler as well. Iowa fell back. Um, but let's talk about Rutgers. They did pick in, pick it, pick up a nice um a nice uh, pickup in the transfer portal. Why don't we go to that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think when you look at what Rutgers did, obviously a lot of disappointment with Shane Griffith. But when you're talking about, you know, obviously Michigan was a big winner. Penn State was a big winner. Um, you know, Rutgers did as good as anyone else, I would say, uh, with this, uh, transfers. I don't think there's, um, you know, when you talk about those two teams, you, there, there's not a lot of other teams that kind of made out in the portal. They, you know, got a, got a solid, uh, wrestler from Harvard. I know I'm going to struggle with his name all year. Uh, I, Yaroslav, uh, S uh, Slavikov, hope I'm saying that correctly, but he's gonna, um, you know, make some noise. He was the sixth seed at nationals. He um, definitely, uh, you know, was right there, was a a round away from All-American this year. And I I think with one more year, you know, Boone McDermott, crowd favorite. We loved him. I know he's in the portal now. Uh, Good luck to Boone. Hopefully he uh, lands somewhere good or maybe he'll end up coming back for another year at Rutgers. Who knows? But um, yeah, that definitely is a solid pickup at heavyweight. I do think that Um, You know, I do think that he's as good as anybody at that heavyweight, you know, taking out the top three or four. He's as good as anybody else. So I think he's going to be, you know, I'm not saying a short thing to All-American next year, but um, I think his his chances are very high, just as high as just about anybody else. And um, yeah, that that's good, that's a big pickup for us. What, what are your and thoughts?
0: I, I can tell you the Harvard Ruster when he he made some nice connections over um over at the at the banks. So I think there's a couple of people who pulled him in. I think he got very comfortable um with the Rutgers environment, with the program, the people in the room. So, like you said, really good pickup. And I think we also want to point out the fact that yes, he was number six in the country as in terms of his seating when he came into the NCAAs last year, had a phenomenal season. I think he's one of those guys that just the way, we've talked about this a million times, okay? The way the brackets worked out for him, he kind of got the short end of the stick. He lost to some really tough wrestlers in the NCAAs. I've seen guys who have placed as high as six who had easier roads. So when you talk about next season, I think if you know if he has a good solid season, I think if he can get the right place, I think he's got a, a better than a 50% chance of getting on that podium. It's not a guarantee, like you said, you bring in a guy like Griffith, you know he's going to land in the top you bring in Davidson you know he's most likely Mm going to be one of those top eight okay I would even submit to you some of the other guys a cannon um, two-time all-american so these guys were more sure things if you can talk about a sure thing but either way like you said we brought in a guy that we think is going to compete right away again love Boone did a lot got bigger last year had some nice wins for us Got hurt last year with, I think, really hurt him. He got hurt at the worst time last year. And I really think that had an effect on him because I think he was just starting to come into his own. He was yeah. just starting to get kind of, you know, you know his, his, his breathing going. Um, but it's definitely it's it's definitely a step up for us at heavyweight. So, um, listen, I would have liked to have done something at 65. I would have liked to bring Cannon in, and we could talk about that in a second. But all, all in to be said, at least we got a nice, good wrestler we know is going to compete for an All-American position next year.
1: Yeah, and that's good. Another another name too. Uh came on honestly, signed the day he uh pinned Alec Pintelio in the US Open. Yep. Uh,
0: you know, Jacob could not have timed that off. any better from the day he, he uh yeah, committed. it's a
1: good good timing on, on when he signed. So someone in that middle that you know, Rutgers could use some some more guys in that middle, middle of the, the lineup. Um tough wrestler, like that he's competing in the offseason, competing at that uh senior level um you know well you know some you know you, you could say it's a fluke but he got it done he pinned the number one seed at the U.S. Open that's something that's you know pretty pretty big to go out there and be able to do that so I'm excited to see Jacob Butler what he could bring to the table um you know coming into New Jersey I think that that was a good pickup as well for the Knights yeah he a, a weight class that um you know they need some more depth in that middle of the lineup uh, for yeah, he's,
0: he's got a unique style. Um, one can, can argue that maybe the senior circuit is his freestyle acumen, maybe a little bit more tailored for that. Um, but he definitely has a good funky style. I'm actually kind of excited to see what he's going to do here. Get in, I mean, we talked about it being in the room and Oklahoma's had some trouble over the last couple of years. And obviously, you know, with the coaching change that they made, um, you know, it was the right move for Butler to move on and try to give that one last shot at doing something at the nationals this year. I think he was what, 14 eight last year. He was a national qualifier. So you're talking about a wrestler who's got the capability. I do think he has some upside. He could be that guy that surprises you. Obviously we brought in a kid from, from Clarion a couple of years ago um, that we weren't so sure. Was this really an upgrade? Um, Yeah. You know what you know? Did we really weren't there? Other weights that there were some need, and next thing you know, lo and behold, he's on the show. We're talking about him being an all-American. Mm-hmm. So to me, I I think it's something to be excited about. We obviously got stronger in the middle weights by bringing him in. I think it just makes the room better. So regardless, of how he performs, I think it's I think it's a positive. I'm glad we brought him in.
1: Yeah, sounds good. And then uh, the big news, not for next year, the year after. I think they did get this uh, blue chip recruit, uh, Conard Harner. Um, he's the type they need, you know, they need to get some more of him. And that's the the type of blue chip recruit that Rutgers needs needs. He's very high on the big board. I think he's ranked 20th on the big board. Um, that's what Rutgers need to start pulling in. It's good. They got, uh, got him signed, um, to get to that next level. You know, Rutgers is, uh, you know, 16th through 23 ranked team. And that's what they're going to be. We know that's what they're going to be. And in order to make that jump to get into the top 10, to compete with the Arizona States, the um, NC States, these are the types of recruits that Rutgers needs to bring in the surefire blue chip recruits, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think when you talk about the class coming in, um, you didn't necessarily have that big name. um, But obviously, big names don't always make a difference. You think of some of the guys who have All-American for Rutgers, where it's Theobald, um, you know, obviously, you know, Del Vecchio. We've we've had guys that have come in, maybe not be top 20, top 50, top 100 flow wrestlers who have developed, who have been successful. So um, I'm not going to put down any class that comes in, but you're absolutely right. We needed that big name to start to get the flow back going on. It's been a while since we've had that kind of recruit. Obviously we brought in Poznańsky a couple of years ago. Um, but for me, it's, it's more than that. It's showing that we're st- we're in the game, that we're still pounding the pavement. We are going to bring in quality wrestlers. And second of all, it's a, it's a Pennsylvania wrestler. And obviously Jersey wrestling, we can speak all day long about how great Jersey is, but we have always haven't had the best luck bringing in the Devon Barton kids, the Blair kids. Okay. The cream of the crop of Jersey. And we're still working on that. So I like the fact that Goodell, along with uh, Buxton, who's very involved with the recruiting process now, are going outside of that Jersey area and starting to like pick guys from Pennsylvania, start going in the Midwest. We're, we're starting to recruit and bring in transfers from other parts of the country. So even though we want to keep the Jersey guys home, John, I think also the fact that we're making inroads with some of these other states that are obviously have some high-profile wrestling we've dipped, we dabbed in Ohio before so for me that standpoint it's not just bringing a big name it's also branching out from Jersey and basically saying listen if, if we'll take anybody okay yeah. you know if you don't want to wrestle for Rutgers fine we'll go find somebody else and we'll go outside the state to do it so from that standpoint I think it's a positive and we'll see if he wins another title this year and goes undefeated
1: yeah 100% so yeah so that's going to be a fun one and you know the big thing we touched on it earlier um You know, the game right now is, um, you know, really this NIL deals. This is what kids are looking for. They're going in the portal. Um, This is something that, you know, our show's trying to do. Um, You know, we had a little bit of success last year. We got one deal with the T-shirt sales. That was fun, you know. Um, And then... uh, you know, getting Andy Clark, a a deal that, that was cool to do. We had the, uh, tailgate that didn't happen. I think that was something pretty big. You know, I'll tell you, we were going to raise like $5,000 on that. That was going to go directly to NAL deals. We had a lot of people buying tickets. We had sponsors. Um, so we're going to keep doing that. Um, you know, whether, you know, um, we're, we're going to keep doing that. I think for final X, we're going to do a little pool um, and you know, the winner of the pool gets to pick our next NAL deal. So we might do the the tailgate. Honestly, that was a lot of time, a lot of time on me, a lot of time on you, a lot of time on a lot of people. I think we're going to do some smaller things this year. Uh, try to start getting that movement going, getting some NAL deals. So uh, be on the lookout. Once we get the lineup set, which is going to be in two weeks, we'll, we'll do a little, um, uh, a little pool, 25 bucks to get in. And if you, you pick the winners, if you win the pool, ultimately, you, you're going to get half of the pot. And then the other half of the pot, we're going to use the funded NIL deal. So we're going to do that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, You know, we'll see what we do with that. We'll throw some other stuff in. We'll get them some, some gear and some... Uh, extra money but um yeah we'll we'll get that going i think that'll be a lot of fun for people and we'll try to just start building you know this is kids need to see these nil deals getting out there and um you know if your school is a school where they see that they could go to and get these deals um they're going to pick their schools if I, I i wasn't a blue chip recruit but if i was I'd be looking at that. Right. So I think it's don't hate the player, hate the game there. I think that's the game that we got out there right now. And we're going to do our best. And um, yeah. And listen, if you're uh, if you enter the pool and you're not a Rutgers fan, we got a lot of people that watch the show that aren't Rutgers fans. We'll do it for another school as well. So, um, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for that. We're going to get that pool going. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And we got two suites. I'm pumped, Eric, dude. We got 20 people in both of these suites uh, just in the last day. So we got two suites at the Prue Center. So that's going to be a, a great day for us. We're going to have a lot of fun there
0: yeah and if forgot if anyone's interested in getting involved with any of that obviously John will put the links out there once we get the pool going it'll be out there we'll get that out there on social media really pumping we had a lot of great fun when we did the NCAA pool this year John I thought that was really successful a lot of interest in that so to me um, it also makes it fun for us okay because you know we talk about fantasy stuff with NCAA basketball and all these other pools the fact that we're getting wrestling involved with this it just adds a little bit of excitement you're right even if you're not a Rutgers fan you can jump in and pick a wrestler try to pick the final x guys it gets you involved it gets you excited to watch and that's what we're trying to do i I know the phrase gets thrown around too much grow the sport but that's really what we're doing and we're growing the sport from within we're trying to find before you can start getting non-wrestlers excited you got to get people who are lukewarm towards you know the senior level circuits towards freestyle to final x it gives them a reason to get excited so yeah all good stuff um and if if i may john i'm gonna gonna real quick just take a time to talk about nil um, and maybe we can, I think there's another show. I'd like to speak in more detail about NIL, what it means. Mm-hmm. Cause we don't have the time right now. I'm wearing this for a reason. So what number is this, John? 23. And who's, who's 23?
1: Uh, is it Brian Leonard?
0: Brian Leonard. Yeah. And Brian, this jersey's 15 years old. Okay. I'm wearing this for a reason. Um, when people think of what NIL is name, image, and likeness and why it is what it is today. Okay. For how many years you had a player like Brian Leonard, okay? You see the Nike. You see the Rutgers, okay? Everybody knew when these jerseys came out why they picked 23. That wasn't by accident. Do you know how much Brian Leonard gets for this jersey? Zero, okay? And if you go to a Rutgers game, even this year when you go down and watch Shiano out there coaching, how many people are going to have this 23 jersey? A lot. Okay? Yeah. You're going to see a 27 jersey. You're going to see a lot of 1 jerseys, who's who's 1? Isaiah Pacheco going out there and making the coin now in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Now listen. Um there's a lot of debate in the past. Should these guys get paid? Okay. Is it the right thing to do? I'm more of the, I, I lean on the side that they're amateur athletes. I don't love the idea of, of players getting a ton of money. I, I think it really segments the locker rooms. I think there's, you talk about the haves or have nots. A lot of these guys are going to make it big, but then you think to yourself, okay, name, image and likeness. You take a kid who goes out there, gets maybe his Jersey and we knew Brian Leonard didn't get in trouble for anything. Let's just say for argument's sake, he goes out there and somebody buys him lunch and he gets caught for buying lunch. In the past, he could get suspended, okay? The program could be put on sanctions. You could lose scholarships, all for something as silly as a lunch. And how much has this shirt generated, yet that wrestler, okay, or that football player, I should say, basically can't even get a free lunch or go out and and take his girlfriend to dinner on somebody's hat. So the concept of name, image, and likeness kind of was overdue to happen because these are the kinds of things that I think, and you talk about, you know, we've seen these John, the sea shirts, Okay. The fact that when Sebastian Rivera came over, he was finally able to kind of, you know, I hate to say the term profit, but really take advantage of the fact that people were buying that because of Sebastian Rivera, people were getting this Jersey because of Brian Leonard. And I think what's starting to happen, I think that's the way we wanted to go, John. I'm I'm curious your thoughts, because we talk about Michigan and the fact that obviously they have a very large corporate uh, entity out there that is involved with wrestling. We know who they are. I don't want to say the name. Mm -hmm. Um, One could argue that a lot of the wrestlers they brought in were simply for the fact that they were paid. Okay, there's not necessarily their name being used. They're not out there like, you know, our guy, Stu, who's got a tent, who's Mm -hmm. promoting the athlete. So what are your thoughts? Do you think it's gone too far, John? And do you think we're getting away from what the whole purpose of NIL was? Because the purpose of NIL is for a guy like Brian Leonard, if you're going to use his name, use his number, he should have the right to have the opportunity to get a little bit of compensation for that.
1: I, I do. And I, I think that, I, yeah, I'm I'm with you on, on a lot of what you said there. I think these athletes, um, there's not a lot of money in it for wrestling. I mean, even you nope. take a Shane Griffith, I mean, is he going to... Make he's going to make a lot of money in finance, right? But yeah. maybe he does. Maybe he goes, he's probably given up money. If he wants to go and wrestle, he's given up a lot of money to go wrestle on the senior circuit, you know. And until he really wins an Olympic gold, that doesn't. And you know, the chances of that happening, uh, just for any uh wrestler, no matter how many times you're a national champ, is very slim. So you're giving up a lot of money uh to uh you know pursue your dream so you're right i think that you know wearing that jersey and saying hey brian leonard should get a piece of that money that is selling all your jerseys ruckers is making money selling those jerseys they're making money on tickets they're making money on this that the other thing you should be able to go out and make money on your name image and likeness and i think that that's what the the rule was meant to be if Stu cone wants to say hey you know, someone has a big Instagram following. They could help out Miller's Rental. We could give you money right down from the barn. We, we, we want to help these athletes, but it also helps our show. I mean, I, I lose a lot of money on this show right now, right? But it's like, you know, that's that's the point of it, though. We want to promote our show. We want to team up with an athlete, give them some money, and then help them promote the show. That's what this... um. NIL is about. I think the challenge on what it became is somebody from Michigan going out and saying, "Hey," and I don't know what the the, the backroom deals are, or how much dollars they're talking about. We're
0: about I, serious I think money, when a coach John. Talking goes, talking about an serious money. Says,
1: "Come here. We're going to give you fifty thousand dollars. We got that money." When the coaches are involved or people from the administration is involved, I think that's the area that they just need to get out of it. If there's companies that are you know, uh, you know, working with the the teams and everything else. And I think that's what it was meant to be and what it should be for. Um, you know, any sort of organization or company wants someone to promote their product and just could show that they're doing something that helps their, their product. I think that's, uh, you know, that, that's the big thing here. And that's where we need to get back to, I think having the coaches in. Definitely just changes the sport because you end up with these haves and the have nots, right? The guys that are the multiple time All-Americans, they're going to get this money. And then you got a lot of a lot of kids that are kind of the middle of the road, nationally ranked wrestler. They're like, what's going on here? Right. So I think taking the coaching piece out of it and allowing these athletes to go out and promote themselves. That that's kind of
0: the key here. I just don't want to become perverted to the point where it becomes nothing but a free agency and, and guys are going the portal and, and, and you, you you bring up a wrestler. You know, obviously, Northwestern, you know, it is what it is. They they're, they're almost like an Ivy League institution where after four years, guys move on. We know guys yeah. at Princeton, UPenn, they're not going to stay there six years. They develop these wrestlers. They get what they want out of them. So I don't necessarily have a problem with the grad transfer moving on. Um, but what you don't want to see is a wrestler come in. Be successful for a year or two. You develop them. They become an All-American out of nowhere. And then Iowa says, bam, we'll offer you $200,000. Cliff Keen comes and says, we're going to put together a deal with Michigan and bring you to Michigan, okay? Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is it's not just signing the big name, John. It's you go out there. You find the diamond in the rough. You you basically, you know, you bring them in. You, you develop them. They become a, a pop. Positive influence in your room they become a leader and you say we found this guy and then they're gone okay exactly and you don't want to fault the wrestler you don't want to fault the athlete because it's you know i can make the argument that that money isn't as big as you think it is your 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 future and where you're going that's why i said i, I don't fault griffith because he's got a great head and shoulders regardless of whatever happened there with 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 the nil situation he landed in a great situation for him i'm not going to fault him but there might be a wrestler, a football player, an athlete who goes to a school that's really not the best opportunity for them long term. And they do it to chase a few bucks and they look back and say, God, I really wish I stayed at this program. I went there it would have been better for me long term. So, um, like I said, we're, we're kind of going off a little bit of a tangent here. I just I wanted to mention that because I'd like for us to talk about this again at some time and really delve into this because I don't like where it's going. And if we're going to do this, someone needs to get a hold of this thing. Because what we don't want it to be is just strictly free agency. We need to go back for the reason why this was, so that some kid doesn't necessarily lose his career because he got a free lunch. Yet a video game company can put your 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 number, your your quote-unquote image, and make a ton of money out of that. That's what we need to start thinking about, but I just don't know how we do it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. So w- real quick, we're running out of time a little bit yep. here. We got two more things to cover. Let's talk about final action. Talk about raising excitement and raising um the bar for the sport. Um, I'm excited. This is wrestling getting big time. I'm going to tell you uh, about – Three days ago, uh, my man Amir Khan reached out to me. He said, let's get a suite at the the Prudential Center. All of a sudden, we got 40 people in two suites. And, um, you know, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's where you see wrestling going from – uh, a, a sport wrestling in small gyms to this big arena, and we we got you know forty people to to go into this uh, suite, uh, paying some some ducats for it, right? These aren't yeah. these aren't twenty dollar tickets. We need to pay. We need to shell out a couple hundred each to get this suite. But it's good to see you know wrestling getting promoted like that. I'm very excited. I mean, those matchups are going to be killer. Um, And I think it's really cool to see the Prudential Center. Hopefully that place gets packed. I think it will be. Um, And I think a big thing with that too is, you know, the Prudential Center, they want to host NCAA. So the more people that pack the Prudential Center, Hey, this is Jersey wrestling coming to the Prudential Center. This could get them uh, over the top to get the NCAA. So give us your thoughts on the event first, and then we'll talk about a couple matches. I think that, you know, let's just pick one or two matches to talk about yeah. that you're excited for. We're going to do another big show on this. Um, we got Dylan Wangagiel coming on. So we're going to do another show to cover uh, top to bottom Final X. Yeah. But give us your thoughts on Final X. At the Real Center.
0: quick, right off the bat, we Final X was at Rutgers uh, University, um, the RAC. It was a huge yeah. success. I was there on yeah. Matt's side. I mean, we just I mean, pretty much a sellout crowd. Last year, we, we went to the Hulu Theater in Madison Square Garden. What a phenomenal time we had. And again, that place was packed to the rims. Okay. Now we're coming to the Prudential Center. We've noticed that this event has been held in other parts of the country, places that you would think are bigger areas for wrestling, and they could barely draw a crowd. So to me, yes, we're growing wrestling. Wrestling is getting exciting, but it's also saying to me, John, how big wrestling is becoming in our, I hate to say the tri state area, really that New Jersey, North Jersey area. The fact that we can host these events, and I think that USA Wrestling is confident to basically put these events here. So, yeah, I'm very excited about the Prudential Center. Um, We've had a lot of success in this area. So to me, get out there. Pack that arena. We need to do this, not just for wrestling, but to show, you're right, that New Jersey, North Jersey, that this New York area can support these things. And the last time we had the uh, Big Ten Championship here at, at Rutgers, we've had the NCAAs at Madison Square Garden. I was there. That was a great time. We've had them at Penn State. Um, let's bring it to Jersey. Let's bring it to the Prudential Center. And this is our first step for getting that.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. And, um, you know, what, what matchup are you most excited for when uh, you know I'll just jump right to down to 97 Sny- on another show? But what one, uh, really
0: uh, gets you excited? 97. I, I jumped ahead there because to me, this yeah. is a no brainer. Snyder and Jaden Cox, these two go back to high school. Um, and I really like what Jaden Cox did. He almost fell off a little bit, John, because mm-hmm. there was a time we were talking about him pound for pound, and we were talking about David Taylor, Kyle Dake, obviously Jordan Burroughs. But there was a moment we were talking that maybe he was pound for pound the best USA wrestler in the world. Okay. And obviously he's hit a couple of hiccups. Lost some bad matches, I think, over the last couple of years. Had some of the weight issues, obviously. But what I like about what Jaden's done, he's refocused. This is a guy who could have walked in at 92 kilograms, okay. And it's no disrespect to Machiavelli or anyone who's going to win the the world team uh, the world team trials, but he would have won 92, I think, easily. He would have gone on and competed for a gold medal. He's thinking Olympics right now, okay. In order to do that, he needs either go down to 86 and go after Taylor or Brooks, or bump up to um 97 to go once again against Snyder he's gotten too big for 86 so I like the fact that John not only is this another matchup we saw Snyder and Cox Russell just a year ago on that on that special um where Snyder almost looked like he pulled away from him I think Jaden's refocused obviously going against you know Nate Jackson he's had some great matches there but the fact that he's so refocused he wants to win this spot not just to win a world team member medal I think he's thinking knock off Snyder get a world championship. I can skip the final X next year. Get back in the Olympics.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. That's going to be a banger. And I, I, I do, I think Jaden beat him, uh, earlier, um, you know, this is a good rematch. And I I think, um you know, sorry, Kyle Snyder beat Jaden earlier. This is a good rematch. And, uh, yeah, Jaden Cox, we've seen him make some jumps, right? We've seen him go from losing a questionable match to being a world champ. So I think um, that one, very excited for. That's definitely the main event. Um, You look up and down. I mean, I'm that excited me Joe, to see you know, Rujal. He seems like he's making some jumps. I'm really excited to see. Honestly, when I'm I'm looking at it, and something I might not have said a couple months ago, I'm excited to see Burroughs versus Chance Marstella. Right? Absolutely, Chance Marstella. You know, Jordan Burroughs obviously the king, and um, you know, I think he takes it, but I think chance is gonna, you know, come pretty heavy for him. You know, this is a guy that coming out of high school, we expected him to be uh competing to be a four-time national champ and yeah. had a heck of a career, had some issues. Um, he'll admit it, he, he made some bad decisions and still rebounded to be a couple time all-American. Um, But he seems to be really on the upside right now really seems to be doing things right. And uh, beat Alex Derringer. Um, You know, I really think that he's going to make a push and he's going to challenge Jordan to get on that team. And um, that one I'm very excited about. And uh Yeah, I mean a lot of these matches just just really got me fired up. You know, we got um, you know, the big man Steve Sim back at heavyweight, you know, he seems to be dominant. Um, excited to see him back. I am just pumped for Final X, Eric. Top top of
0: the so my last thing I'll say about Chance, you touched on it already. Um, this isn't an upset him to be in this. It's not. I mean, we talk about Derringer Ringer. This is a three-time national champion who has consistently been rated top five in the world. The poor guy just runs into these hammers and he can't mm-hmm. seem to make the team, which is frustrating yeah. that USA Wrestling so deep that a guy like Derringer is not going to have the opportunity. Because in my opinion, today, even though he's, he's not going to make the final X, he can walk into that tournament tomorrow and be a world medalist. I think he's that mm-hmm. good. Um, Marsteller obviously is still struggling with things to this day. He's you talk to him. I'm sure he'll say the same thing. He's going to struggle for the rest of his life with some of the things he's dealing with, but I think he's finally in a good space. You're absolutely right. This man was built to wrestle. He got forgotten about. He ran into trouble, made the nice comeback to third in the country. I think he's just starting to tap into his potential. So when you look at these names, you know, the Kyle Dix, Jason Dolph, Yanni, Vito, Gilman, um, obviously Taylor Brooks, we're not going to get into him now. Gabe Stevenson. Chance Marsteller is right there with these guys in terms of pedigree and talent. He's just finally starting to reach his potential. So I agree with you. I think it's a great matchup. Jordan's still the King. We'll see what happens, but yeah, it's something to be excited about. And the last thing I'll say is to me, the best wrestler, the guy who's wrestling the best out of all these people, um, and we'll talk about Gable Stevenson in the next show, Vito Ruggio. Okay. He's the best wrestler in the world right now. Okay. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but he's wrestling such a high level. Um, you know, obviously you're gonna to have to have a world team uh championships gonna challenge for that spot. So we don't know who he's gonna have in Vital X. But to me, going into this tournament, going to the into the world championships, there's nobody wrestling better than Vito right now. Yeah, hundred percent.
1: All right, let's uh switch gears slightly, right? Uh let's talk about North Conerdon, uh coaching search going going on right there. You know, let's. First, first, Eric, uh, tell us a little bit about the North Hunter and program. They got it; they had a heck of a program this year. They're losing some people, um, yeah. but they got a a youth program that is uh, top notch. So why don't you talk about that program? And we know uh, Brett McGinnis just found out he's interviewing for that spot. Former Rutgers wrestler, uh, D one pedigree. I think he might be able to. Uh, you know, you're talking dynasty there. Maybe if if he gets in there, what, what's your thoughts? Uh, what not?
0: Yeah, well, this is a program, North Hunter, that has you know competed for state championships. When you talk about the public parochial schools, um, that's a program that does it right from bottom up. You talk about the youth program. Obviously, we've got Joe isaki as well, um, who's very involved with that youth, youth wrestling program. We'll also spend time at Rutgers. His brother, Tom, obviously, was a teammate of yours. So there's a lot of solid support out in that in that area for wrestling. If you go to the youth state championships um last couple of years with my son wrestling, you go over there, they'll have a suite of, of 30 people in that room. Okay. Okay. and that's the youth wrestling. OK, it's almost they almost operate as if they're a club. OK, um, you know, so to me, when you talk about that youth program that they're building, if they can keep that core together, I think they're going to have a lot of success over the next several years. But you're right. Listen, it, it's, it's a program that when you think of public schools, who they go against they're in a very tough area, you've got the Jeffersons, you've got the boys. There's a lot of good wrestling out there. So to me, this is an opportunity for whether it's Brent, someone to come in and to keep that going. But you're right. You lose a guy like, you know, Logan Wade. You you lose some solid wrestlers who, for them, were cornerstones of that lineup for the last four years. So it's not going to be easy this year, John. I think there still needs to be some rebuilding. I think they're going to have to, you know, obviously keep some of these guys, develop some of these guys. It's very hard in that area. There's a lot of solid wrestling in that northwest part of New Jersey. But, yeah, just you're right. The youth program's top notch. One of the better ones I've seen um, right now in the state. They do it the right way. They're very involved. So, yeah, the fact that Brent's one of our guys, I'm really excited to see what they can do.
1: Yeah. And, you know, talk about Somerville pedigree, right? We got hot rod, Rodney Van Ness at Immaculata. You know, that that's going to be key for that program. We know he's been on the club scene developing uh, a lot of wrestlers. Um, So, you know, what are your thoughts about Rodney to Immaculata? We'll close it out with that. one.
0: He's going to kill it, John. Um, You know, it's a really nice spot for him. The difference at Immaculata, obviously, being a parochial school, he's going to have – one, he's going to have an opportunity to build a roster, but most importantly, he's going to go against some top-notch wrestling – So to me, it's going to take, he's still got to kind of build that program, bring wrestlers in, develop him. So it's not going to be overnight per se, but I think in two or three years, as long as Rodney's still there and he's doing what he does, um, I think that's going to be, you're going to be talking about a Maculata maybe five, six years from now as one of the great landing spots for a young wrestler to be at. Obviously, there's a lot of top parochials. You got St. Peter's, you got um, Del Barton, you know, not a parochial, but you talk about Blair, when you talk about private schools, wrestling is so tough in New Jersey to build the top-notch program the competition is so fierce but i think you're right i think hot rod's gonna he's gonna kill it the man lives breathes eats wrestling obviously you know shane going out and doing what he's doing in penn state what he's done with rhino um now he's moving on to a new part of his life i'm very happy for him i think this is a, a great career move for him and I, I wish him all the best but i think he's gonna kill it
1: yeah hundred percent all right guys uh great having you we'll, we'll be back soon uh, next episode will probably be a final x preview with uh dylan wang and vp of um uh of special events at the pre center i think you are trying to get him on you should be able to laugh that up we had him on before so uh it should be a great episode following the show follow us on instagram follow us on facebook spotify make sure you guys follow us um we'll be coming out with that final x uh Uh, pool coming out, Uh, try to enter that that's good for the athletes around uh, New Jersey, good to get um, you know, an NIL deal going off of that that's going to be a lot of fun and hey, Roll Junkie, Barn 15 they just came out with a wrestling line so check them out, get the Roll Junkie wrestling shirt, I got one don't get much better in terms of comfort and fit, go Barn 15 and we'll talk to you you guys later, man